0: the ordinance of baptism. However, as we prepare to carry out the ordinance of baptism, I want you to do me this favor. Wherever you are right now, uh, checking us out online, if you would, put your location in the chat box. We want to shout and give God praise for you joining us as far as St. Paul online is concerned. We also, at this particular time, are excited about two persons that we're going to be baptizing today. And so, Dr. Redman, after we baptize, will come with a more formal call to worship, But this is my call to action for those that are joining us online. We thank God for you. Take me to the water. We have before us. We call him Trey. Amen. William Lamar. Are you ready for this? Yeah. All right. He has shared in his own way that he wants to be baptized <laughs> and wants to get to know the more, more, know God more. So we take this opportunity to baptize him. Do you believe in God? Yes. Yeah. Still want to be baptized? All right, man. all right, so Trey, we're gonna hold you because you said this water is hot. Okay, cool. All right, so Trey, since you want to be baptized and since you want to become a part of the Lord's church, we're gonna baptize you this morning, okay? So, can I sit you down in the water just a little bit? All right. All right. so Trey baptize you this morning William the in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sister Laura Beth Spaulding. She's in our new disciples class, and I am excited about uh, what God has done. Let me tell you, let me share this before I baptize her. She was in New Members class Saturday before last. After she got out of class, she was in a terrible accident. I uh, had to go to the hospital. Had to go to the hospital for the accident. She called Deacon White. Asked Deacon White if she'd come and watch her son. Guess what Deacon White did? She went and watched her son. This is what the church is all about. This is what the church is all about. So in that particular vein, um, she's been very active in our new members class. And so we thank God for I'm going to remove your mask. This is Laura Beth. Have you confessed
1: Jesus
0: Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. And is it still your desire to be baptized and become part of the Lord's church here in St. Paul? Absolutely. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask if there are any family and friends of Laura Beth, if you're here, would you please stand? Anybody? Anybody? Oh, somebody's going to stand. I said, somebody's going to stand. Amen. All right. All right. There we go. Sister Laura Beth, based upon your confession of faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and your willingness to become a part of the church here in St. Paul, we baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on, let's give God uh, praise. Dr. Redmond, if you would, open us up. Was that not
2: beautiful? Come on, was that not beautiful? It is always good when someone says, I give my life to the Lord. I'm going to ask everyone here to please stand for our call to worship. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Because in the house of the Lord, there is peace. In the house of the Lord, there is joy. In the house of the Lord, there is food for my soul. Is anybody glad? Anybody glad this morning? I see that you are here. Come on all over this place. Everybody is glad to be in the house of the Lord. We will hear our opening song. After we hear our opening song, you may have your seats in his presence. This morning is found in Psalm 138. I'll be reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. If you have your Bibles, you may turn right along with me. And it reads like this I will praise you with my whole heart. Before the gods, I will sing praises to you. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth, for you have magnified your word above all your name. In the day when I cried out, you answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise you, O Lord, when they hear the words of your mouth. Yes, they will sing of the ways of the Lord. How great is the glory of the Lord. Though the Lord is on high, yet he regards the lowly. But the proud he knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies. And your right hand will save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me, your mercy, O oh Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the works of your hands. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of his word. Reading is one thing, but application is another. Can you go to God with me in prayer? O oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth! Father, we come before you as humble as we know how. We come this morning because we are excited about being in your house of worship one more time. Father, we know we don't have to ask you to come by here because we know you're already here. Thank you, Father, for being here before we got here. Thank you, oh God, for setting the atmosphere for praise and for worship. Father, thank you for setting the atmosphere for our choir to sing this morning. Thank you, oh God, because we know that you're here and you have put that word in our pastor today and you have sent the word. But God, now send your power to make preaching and teaching easy this morning. God, move about this sanctuary. Your disciples have come this morning. They've come with eager hearts to hear your words. Oh, God, we know what they've gone through all week. But, God, we say thank you that they are here today. Thank you, oh, God, for sitting high and looking low. Thank you, oh, God, for looking about this sanctuary and seeing every need. God, we say thank you for being here today. you for being with the choir. Thank you for being with the preacher. But God, more than that, thank you for being with us. Oh God, we're going to lift our hands today. We're going to sing with loud voices today. God, we are going to scream loudly because we know that you are in the atmosphere today. God, thank you for being here. Thank you for moving about this sanctuary. Oh God, thank you for moving God, we know that when we leave this place today, we're going to leave here leaping and jumping, knowing that we have been in your presence. God, be glorified in the atmosphere today. Be glorified in everything that we say or do. We pray this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on, let's give God some praise in here. Come on, if you believe the prayer, come on, give God some praise. Come on, you can do a whole lot better than that. I said, give God some praise. If God has done anything for you, you ought to give him some praise. When you think about every person,
0: that the Lord is great and he's greatly to be praised. Can we give God the praise he so richly and rightfully deserve? I think we could do a whole lot better than that. Oh, come on. We could do a whole lot better. Whole lot better than that. We have the, the, the blessed joy to have two things that are going on at this particular time. We have a Baby dedication, as well as to present baptismal certificates and Bibles to two people who were baptized today. And so we don't take that for granted. So I want to do the baby dedication first for Nova Summer Rain Blake. I'm going to ask if the parent and uh, do you have godparents with you? All right. So right now, all I want is the parent and the godparents up front. The rest of the family can stay. Where they are for social uh, safety protocols as we um, prepare to dedicate uh, Nova. Okay, Amen. going to ask that the uh, parents who would come in front face me all right how y'all doing good good hey there you look like you would rather be somewhere else today (laughs) first of all let me uh just say uh to um the parents that it is god's desire for you to love this child unconditionally And uh, to be example of God's grace and mercy and faith towards this child. Um, We are certainly delighted that you all have decided to come and have Nova dedicated unto the Lord. Now, when we talk about dedication, it is not a christening in the Baptist church. It's dedication. And when it comes to dedication, we give that child back to the Lord. And then it is our hope and prayer that you will raise that child up in the church so that one day she will come to the saving knowledge of who Jesus Christ is for herself. But that's your job as a parent. Who's the godparent? You're the godparent? All right, come here. You know what a godparent does? Yes. What is it?
1: Be their backup. When they can, I
0: can. You're almost right. <laughs> You're almost right. So the godparent, notice what's part of godparent. God, then parent. So that means that as God parent, it is your job that if they don't take her to church, you do. All right? And that you know who God is for yourself. What? God parent. All right? So that's a charge to you. So I got to ask you. You go to a church? All right. So you got to make sure that if they don't get her to church, you get her to church so that she can grow in the fear and admonition of the Lord. All right? I'm going to ask the rest of the family, would you stand? Who the grandparents? Grandparents, y'all know what y'all job is? Mm-hmm. Spoil them and send them back home. All right. Does she have any siblings? On the way. Oh, on the way? <laughs> oh, I felt the quickening in that. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, at this time, um, as we prepare to carry out the, um, this dedication... Um, I want to say to Jonathan, am I correct? Jonathan and to Taylor, I want you all to do whatever you can to love this child unconditionally, demonstrate God's grace and mercy in her life and be the best parents that you all can be. Okay, that's what I want you all to do. All right. So if you're willing to do that, say we do. All right. To the family and friends that are gathered from near and far, I want you to pray for this child. And I want you to pray for their parents. And I want you to be there for them and to encourage their hearts in raising this child. If y'all willing to do that, say we do. All right. St. Paul Church Congregation, would you stand, please? To this congregation and all of those that are watching us online, I want you to put in chat, chat. We do, if you are willing to do this. Do you promise to pray for Nova? And pray for these parents that they raise her in the fear of God and that one day she come to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. If so, uh, say we do. And if so, put in your chat. Amen. Those that are watching us on Facebook Live, YouTube, Vimeo, put in the chat. We do. Amen. At this time, I'm going to ask that we will bow our heads for a word of prayer. God, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we come right now and we lift up Nova. Nova Summer Rain Blake. And we thank you, oh God, for her life. We thank you, oh God, for how you have brought her to this point. In a few short days, she's going to be a year old. We give you praise for that. For her mother and her father, oh God, I pray that you will empower them to be the best parents that you have called for them to be. I pray right now, God... That you will help them to understand what it means to raise them in the fear of the Lord. And God, to get connected to you even deeper so they'll know who you are in the pardon of of their sins. Lord, let them be examples of grace and mercy to her so she will know who you look like. Allow for us here at the church to demonstrate that same grace and mercy. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. All right. She had We dedicate you in the name of the Father and in the name of the Son and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Alright. I want to present to you a certificate. And here's the certificate of her dedication. And so we want to present this to you all. Put it somewhere. Where when she comes older, she'll get to appreciate it and know uh, that she has been dedicated. Thank you all so much for letting us share. All right? All right. God bless you all. You may return to your seat. You may be seated. Also at this time, also at this time, we have uh, two persons, uh, a mother and a son who have been baptized this morning. I'm going to ask that they would come forward at this time, Laura Beth and David Lamar Hopkins III. (laughs) Amen. Amen. I want to say, first of all, to you, uh, little David. All right, that's a big jump. I remember when they joined church... When they joined church, they were sitting in the balcony, and they came down. And I think that Deacon Tina Ross brought them down. And uh, they have moved here from Vermont. Um, Something about St. Paul that attracted them, and they wanted to fellowship with us. And he had his Paw Patrol backpack on. I remember that. I remember that. Now, now listen, he's fine, Lord Beth. He's six years old. He's doing what a six-year-old is supposed to do. Amen is good. Now, if he was doing that at 60, that would be a horse of a different color. <laughs> Amen. So, Trey, what I want to do is, first of all, I want to give you a Bible and your baptismal certificate. Now, the Bible is six years old. may be a little hard for you to read, so guess what? I want you to read it with mommy, and she's going to read it to you, and the boy, you come... Wait, no, wait. Just wait. Now, now She's going to read it with you. And as she read it with you, I want you to understand. And if you have any questions, any questions, you can see me. You can see our youth pastor or anybody else. I'm going to ask that our deacons will stand. Deacons, deacons that are in the house. See any of those folks standing? See Dr. Redman, any deacons? You can ask them as well. Amen? All right. So, David, yeah, even the folks on the screen, I see you peeping in. All right. So, this is your Bible. And Thank you. And Sister Laura Beth. This is your Bible and certificate from your church family. We are certainly excited about what God is doing in your life. Uh, I get excited hearing you interact with us as CEO. And the Lord has great things that he wants for you to do. So I want to present this to you as well. So St. Paul, can we celebrate our new disciples? You may return to your seat. Come on, let's give God praise. Amen, amen, amen. Good morning, disciples of St. Paul, and good morning to those who may be visiting with us. We greet you with Jesus' joy. I want to at this time, before uh, I go um, any further, if we just have any visitors in the house uh, that's not part of St. Paul, would you just wave your hand? Can we celebrate our visitors today? Let's give God praise. Let's give God praise for them. Um, uh, I've missed y'all. Let me just... Can I just for a moment look at y'all? Amen. It's been about three weeks since I've seen y'all. I've missed y'all. Let me just take y'all in take y'all see if anybody has grown since I last saw, uh, saw y'all. It is so good to see you all. I want to thank Dr. Rentman and uh, Reverend Bernie for standing in my stead during the preaching moment. Can we give God praise for them? They did a wonderful job, did a wonderful job. There are just a few things I want to share with you all as we move forward in our worship experience today. Uh, Today is going to be the last Sunday we will make an appeal for Haiti. But I do want to let you all know that we have already raised $13,840 for Haiti. So after this Sunday, after this Sunday, um, Uh, We will not be uh, making an appeal for Haiti. Uh, We will, after this Sunday, uh, really uh, probably after Tuesday, we will cut a check to lock carry for whatever amount we have raised for Haiti and send it uh, to Haiti uh, as far as that's concerned. Because here's the deal. Haiti is not going to get hardly any international help as far as their condition is concerned. And so we want to, uh, through our partner like Carrie, be a blessing because they're going to have hands and feet on the ground to help them out. I also, St. Paul, want to thank you for your wonderful generosity as we support our food pantry. Last week our food pantry served 230 families, 230 families. Let's give God praise. (laughs) Let's give God praise for that. We have started back up our Sunday morning live for our teens and children at 2 o'clock. And that is our virtual Sunday school class for those between the ages of 2 to 18. And so uh, at 2 o'clock today, get your iPad, computer, smartphones ready to join us each week. Uh, Individual links can be found on our Facebook page. Or you can email Reverend Brenda Richardson uh, if you want to get those links. If you like to teach... Here it is. If you'd like to teach uh, those age groups, contact Reverend Brenda Richardson because we could use your help. Also, just want to remind you all that um, Bible study has started back up, TNT. Uh, We had our first lesson from the letter uh, of James to the church at Jerusalem. And so TNT has started back up. Um and we are at noon and at seven. so we invite you, we encourage you to join us as far as T is concerned. Uh I guarantee you will be blessed as far as that time is concerned. So you can join us on Facebook, YouTube, Vimeo, or our church website. Men's Day is next week. Men's Day is next week. Um And um, the Men of Valor will be hosting a virtual prayer breakfast this Saturday morning at 9 o'clock. And then on Sunday morning, we will have our annual Men's Day worship service at 10 o'clock where you can join us in person or virtually. Uh, The theme for this year is Lean on God and Go Forward. Our guest preacher and speaker for both the prayer breakfast as well as Men's Day is my good friend, Bishop John Guns. He is the senior pastor of the St. Paul Baptist Church in J- Jacksonville, Florida, as well as the new dean of the Samuel DeWitt Proctor School of Theology at Virginia Union University in Richmond, Virginia. He will bless us beyond measure. Also on next weekend, our community engagement under the leadership of Reverend Bernie and the men of valor are uh, assisting our neighbors who are reentering our neighborhood from the Mecklenburg County Detention Center. We're asking disciples to support us with donations. We will have a drop-off event on next Saturday from noon to 2 o'clock p.m. Also, you can bring to worship service on next Sunday these items. Composition notebooks, not the spiral bound, but composition notebooks, fleece blankets, socks, gloves, hoodies, all size. So let's help our brothers and sisters. For additional information, contact either... Uh, Reverend James Burney, or Brother Joe Weathers, who uh, is part of the executive team for our Men of Valor. Then just let you all know that the annual session for our uh, United Missionary Baptist Association will begin Sunday, September the 26th at 5 o'clock. Uh, Rita Memorial is the host pastor. Uh, the annual session continues in, in person or virtually each night preaching, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Dr. Monica Redman will bring the devotional message on Monday night. So either go to Rita Memorial or check her out online. Wednesday is Christian education night. Our own Reverend Brenda Richardson is the new director of Christian education for Umba. And so we thank God for her leadership. Let's give God praise for that. If you want to register for either in person or virtual attendance, go to uh umba and you can register as far as that is concerned. One more thing I want to share with you all is that Kaya will be back uh on the last Wednesday of this month. And uh we will have an engaging panel discussion called Sister to Sister, an intergenerational conversation that's gonna be hosted by our board member, uh Sister Ashley Jones Rosier. So mark your calendar and join in the conversation on Facebook, YouTube, Vimeo, Uh, phone live stream or our church website and that is kaya come as you are just again uh i want to stress we're still in a pandemic uh and even though we're still in a pandemic anyone that desires to come to church uh the registration will be open after we finish worship you can register for next sunday now Uh, And you can go to the website or scan the QR code that is on your screen. We ask again, and I have to stress this every Sunday, that you fill out uh, the registration process uh, because that helps us to do the contact tracing if need be. So uh, please, ma'am, please, sir, uh, understand. Unfortunately, because of the times we're in, we have to do this now. Why is it that uh, even those that uh, work frontline as well as those that come consistently have to register? Because if someone comes down with COVID, we need to be able to contact you and say, hey, we need you to go get tested to make sure you're good. If we're going to do these types of gatherings, this is where we are right now, and it's rather unfortunate. I do want to stress, do want to stress again Get vaccinated. You don't have to die from COVID. Get vaccinated. You 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 can. Yeah, clapping is fine. I need you to go get the shot. Get vaccinated, please, ma'am, please, sir. Do not take medical advice from Nicki Minaj. Dr. Revin said, please say that again. Please do, do not take medical advice from Nicki Minaj. Because whatever her friend and cousin got, it wasn't because of the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Somebody. Now, y'all know y'all pastor is what? Yeah. Somebody said crazy. Yeah, that too. Uh, <laughs> um but 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 here's the deal we need you to get vaccinated we need you to get vaccinated we're not going to get beyond this pandemic unless that happens and uh, i want to encourage you if you are vaccinated the church is open if you're not vaccinated the church is open but we're going to wear our mask we're going to wear our mask and we're going to keep doing this until these numbers get better so um we invite you to come join let, let me say this before we get ready to go into prayer you know, it's, it's funny. I can tell who is really engaged in church service here at St. Paul, either virtually or, or physically, because there are times I'm out in the community, Scott, and somebody come up to me and they say, ooh, pastor, I can't wait till we open back up church. <laughs> 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 ooh, I can't wait till we go back in church. I'm going like... Really? And he said, "Yeah." I said, "And and listen, y'all, y'all know me by now. I shoot straight from the hip." I said, "It is apparent that you have not been watching us." Why you say that? I said, "Cause we've been back in church since August, going full speed." And then you ought to see this look, Doctor Redmond, on him. So, so, so tell 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 those who claim to be part of saint paul if you ain't seen them that they could catch us online or they can come church amen all right all right uh there's some prayer concerns i want to bring before you and then we're going to go to the lord in prayer dr remez is going to lead us um we have funeral services this week for the family of sister trina grady she's the sister of disciple april tate and brother sean grady and those services are pending um as well as for um her brother-in-law eddie tate the family of brother george wright he's the brother of disciple virginia Steele. those services are pending as well Uh, we want to continue to lift up in prayer the family of thomas james vinson um the family of brother damian smith uh the nephew of deacons and training eloise alexander and mary murphy Um, Thomas Vinson is the family of uh, father of disciple Tylen Vinson and Jayla Makins. We want to lift up the family of Betty Draper. She's the mother of Deacon Jacqueline Draper Brown. Um, Those services were held Thursday in Charleston, South Carolina. And we also want to lift up the family of sister DeLois Foote, the sister of disciples, Cassandra Canty. And uh, David Canty is her brother-in-law. As far as um, hospitalizations, we want to continue to lift up John uh, McClendon, Betty Davis, Nathan Davis, uh, our pastor emeritus, Dr. Paul Drummond, and his wife, Sister Tomatina Drummond, Brother Anthony Farr, Sister Cora Stitt, uh, Reverend uh, Rosie Anderson, Reverend Grace Ridgeway, and there are other names that are on our list. We pray that you will continue to lift them up. Deacon Jacqueline Brown, who continues to heal from her stroke. We know that God can do anything but fail. And so I'm going to ask that Dr. Redman would come at this time and take us to the throne of grace.
2: Would you bow your heads for just a few moments? Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father and our God, we come before you now in the most humble manner that we know how. God, before we ask you for a thing, we want to say thank you. Thank you, Father, for being a good God. Thank you, Father, for being the kind of God that sees us through seen and unseen dangers. Father, we confess all around this room that we've been through many things. We've been through periods of grief. We've been through periods of sickness. But God... We've seen your healing power. We've, we've felt your comfort. we felt, oh God, your hand upon us. And we've gone through every situation in our lives. But right here, God, we want to say thank you because you're good to us. You're better to us than we're even to ourselves. God, you're better to us when we do things that we know that we ought not do. Oh God, you take care of us and we're grateful for that. But God, we lift up our brothers and our sisters, those who are experiencing grief right now. God, you heard the names. God, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would bring comfort to these families. God, be with them as they grieve. God, it is a process, a process that all of us have been through. God, we know that there's no time frame on grief. Mm -hmm. but God we pray that you be with us in every moment in every situation God in the name of Jesus and then those individuals who are experiencing sickness in their bodies oh God we pray in the name of Jesus that you would do as you have done for others God stand right there in the hospital room God we pray That you touch their bodies from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. God, we know that your healing virtue is moving right now in the name of Jesus. God, your healing virtue is moving about this sanctuary. It's moving, oh God, through, oh God, through our social media. God, thank you. Thank you, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, we claim it done right now. We thank you for healing. We pray, oh God, in the name of Jesus that you would raise us up anew. Oh God, we thank you. We thank you, oh God, as we stand in intercession, that you begin to move in our hospital rooms. God, move in the name of Jesus. Move, oh God, on every doctor, every nurse, every hospital. God, move in the name of Jesus. We know you can do it. Oh God, what science can't do, what of jesus and god we say thank you in advance thank you in advance in the name of jesus for every report that we will get back every positive report every report where somebody said, my body is healed god i stand here as a witness of your healing power and virtue god i say thank you right now amen Jesus, God, do it. Do it for my brothers. Do it for my sisters. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God, move in such a way. Move in such a way that it will confound the wives.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Hey, yes. God,
2: in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, confound them. Every doubting person, confound them. Let them know that you are the Lord, our God, who heals us. God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you as you move around this sanctuary. Meet every need in this place. Meet every need, oh God. All over this city, all over this state, meet every need. God, thank you so much. Thank you, oh God, as we move in our worship experience. Oh God, we know that you're going to do something that's going to blow our minds. Oh hallelujah, Father! I pray this prayer. I believe this prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I trust you, God. In the name, in the name of Jesus our Christ. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. If you Amen. believe that prayer Amen. has been Amen. answered, can you give God praise right now? Oh, come on! Let's give God praise right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Redmond. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much for that prayer. See y'all don't understand her praise. If you understood her praise, you would be joining in and giving God praise too. Sheila, can you pick that up for me? Come on, you know how to sing that song. Come on. Come on, lead us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Give God praise. Does anybody have any reason to be thankful? He's been too good. He's been too kind. He's been too loving. He's been too forgiving. Everybody in here ought to have reason, even in your mask, to give God praise and to tell the Lord thank you if he healed your body. You ought to be able to tell him thank you. If he saved you, you ought to be able to tell him thank you. If he put food on your table and clothes on your back, common sense in your mind, joy bells in your soul, love in your heart, mercy in your path, you ought to be able to tell the Lord thank you. Hallelujah. And with... Thanksgiving, we come and we honor God with our substance, with our giving. Let those folks in. Let them in. (laughs) Amen. Let them in. Amen. We're preparing to give. And um, as we prepare to give, uh, there are three ways you can give here at St. Paul Church. First, you can give by in your check or cashier's check or money order to the church at 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, 28205. Or you can drop off your cash check money order uh, here at the church. Call the church office first to make sure someone is here at 704-334-5309. Second way you can give us through our website, Church Life or ACS. Uh, if you have an account there, you can give there. And the Third way, you can give us through the app called Givelify. You can download that app to your smart device, connect it to your favorite credit card, and in three clicks, you can give. So this morning, for those that are watching us online, as well as for those that are in the house, if you would, uh, and if you're able, would you put your offering in your right hand? We want to give God what's right, not what's left. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come and we thank you right now for the wonderful opportunity to partner with you through giving. For those of us that practice the discipline of tithes and offering, we pray you are bless according to your word. For those, oh God, that go even beyond the tithe, there is a supernatural blessing connected to that. For those, God, that feel like their offering is so small. God remind them that however they give, it is a blessing. And now, God, we pray that for those that may not necessarily be giving, that you will touch their hearts and allow for them to understand they can't beat you giving no matter how hard they try. Take these gifts of ours, oh God, and multiply them so that your word, your witness, your work will go forward through the tribe known as St. Paul Baptist Church in Charlotte. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Listen, for those that are in the house, if you have a physical offering, there's a basket on the seat in front of you. All you got to do is find a basket closest to you, drop your offering in that, and our team will receive your offering, and we greatly appreciate it. Amen. something oh go ahead and give him praise go ahead and give him praise y'all go ahead and give him praise there is something about that name there's power in that name there's healing in that name there's deliverance in that name There's salvation in that name. How many of y'all know there's hope in that name? Jesus. Help me bless the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Y'all don't mind if if we just take our time today and just worship. And um, yeah, yeah. We're gonna get you out before the football game. all right, we'll get y'all out before dinner. Amen. This morning, as I finish up the series of sermons I've been doing since my time to stand and preach on victorious living, we want to call your attention to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 2. Uh, verses 1 through 12, Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, and in the New King James version of the Word of God, these words are printed. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, For thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. When Herod, Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me, that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed, and, and, behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till they came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. I want to preach St. Paul for the time that is mine. Worship with a purpose. Worship with a purpose we solicit your prayers this morning. One of the mysteries and when it comes to God that we ought to be able to appreciate is about how God moves in our reality just to be in relationship with folks like you and me. I am blown away by the great lengths that God goes through just to maintain connection with us because of the foolishness of Adam and Eve and the consistent ways that we disobey God. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm just glad the Lord has not wiped us off the face of the earth. Remember all the things that God has gone through just to re-engage us. It should give every person in here as well as those that are watching me online, pause to reflect upon the goodness and the mercy of a loving God. In a sense, worship boils down to this. Worship is the opportunity to demonstrate our desire and affection, our adoration and appreciation, our exaltation and edification for all the things God has done to save us and to keep us. If we're going to live a victorious life and rise above the obstacles that we face, then we must come with the understanding of how God is able to fortify us with God's presence and fill us with God's power. If you and I are going to be victorious over the obstacles of the enemy, the traps of the demonic, the devices of the devil, or just the insecurity of our low self-esteem, then it has to be offset by a serious relationship with the triune God. The reason we have so many watching me on Facebook, YouTube, Vimeo, the reason why we have so many in the church space right now that are living beneath their potential, that's operating with a sense of reality that is warped, that is allowing dysfunction to run havoc in your life, is because, let's be honest, many of us don't have a real connection and relationship with God. Because when you have a real relationship with God through Jesus Christ, it will be charted by how serious and by how intentional you and I are when it comes to worshiping God. Just as God has gone through great lengths to reconnect with us, we should go through great lengths to show God how much we want to be in the presence of our God. And yet, St. Paul, I wonder, why does God even put up with folks like us? Because even though we have the power to accept or to reject God's love, grace, mercy, and forgiveness, so many of us uh, turn our nose up to God because we really think we are responsible for where we are right now in life. And, and so many of us, uh, from the choir stand through the pulpit to the back door, uh, have this false notion that I am where I am because of who I am, rather than understanding that we are where we are because God has been better to us than we deserve. (laughs) I don't know who I'm talking to that's watching me online or in the house right now, but I I want to say we got to get serious about a relationship with God. I mean, we're living in some strange, heavy times, and I'm here to let you know right now that your education, your political connections, your money, what you wear, what you drive, who you think you are, will not be able to navigate you through the nefarious waters of these times. You got to have God on your side. And and, and, and and in and of myself, I don't want to say what I'm getting ready to say, but I'm kind of being pushed right now because I think one of the disturbing things about where we are even in this pandemic is that so many of us, unfortunately, want God, and I'm trying to figure out how to say this, we want to worship God in private, but we want to treat God like an ugly date. In other words, God, I don't want nobody to know I'm in relationship with you outside of my house. I'm out there now. So, so God, I, I'm going to worship you uh, in the house, but I ain't going to go to your church. I'm not going to log in online. Now, I'm going to go to the Panthers game. I'm going to go to the movie theater, I'm going to go out to the restaurant, but but I ain't going to come to your house because I'm comfortable, that's where it is, I'm comfortable worshiping you in my house, but I don't want nobody else in public to know that I know who you are. And and God is saying, if you're going to treat me like an ugly date, I'm going to show you how ugly I can be. So there are times, here it is, that when God just might withdraw God's blessings and God's favor from you until you get your act together. I know this is a heavy word, but since I'm the pastor, I can say some stuff that nobody else can say to you because I'm the shepherd of your soul. Here it is. God has gone through too much to save us from our sins for us not to press our way to worship God in spirit and in truth. When you think about who God is, that the love of God is unconditional, it is God's love that has kept us when our sins should have killed us. It is God's love that empowered us when challenges should have driven us crazy. It is God's love that enriched us when we were poor in spirit and lacked the fortitude to press ahead. It is God's love that enraptured us with reminders that when nobody else loved us, God loves us. And when you know about the love of God, uh, coupled with all the blessings of God, uh, it ought to cause at least seven of y'all, I'll make eight, to enter his courts with thanksgiving and his gates with praise. It already called somebody watching me online to put in the chat. I want to thank the Lord for all he has done because if you're honest today, you know that God could have taken us out a long time ago, but hallelujah I'll make, listen I need at least 50 of y'all I will make 51 that ain't afraid to admit that God could have taken you out a long time ago, but he looked beyond your fault, he saw your need, and and that is reason to worship him. That, that's, that's reason to worship him. He, 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 listen, listen, listen. Worship is the key to understanding your salvation. Let me say that again. Worship is key to understanding your salvation. Because the real goal, here it is, of salvation is to produce true worshipers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is what Jesus meant when he said to the woman of Samaria, they that worship the Father must worship him in spirit and in truth. For the people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. When you know that you're saved, When, when, I mean, I mean, when, you know, when you know you're going to heaven for real, and when you know that God is going to bless you, you have no problem worshiping God because you understand that God has saved you from something to do something. Who am I talking to in the house this morning that ain't afraid to admit God has saved you from the darkness. And you're now able to bask in the light. That God has saved you from malice. And now you dwell in mercy. That God has saved you from wicked folks. And now you can bask in righteousness. That God has saved you from your enemies. And God has proven God's self to be a friend. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. But somebody ought not be ashamed to worship God. Because God has shifted you from something negative to something positive. The premise, the premise of our salvation is not just so you can get a ticket to get into heaven. The premise of our salvation is not so you can get a get out of hell free card. But the premise of our salvation is so that you and I can experience change for the better in the here and now so we can have a fuller life. God doesn't just want you to be able to shout once you get to heaven on the streets of gold. God wants to do something with you in the here and now. Why you want to wait till you get to heaven to give God praise and lift up holy hands? You ought to be doing that in the here and now. And here it is: when you come in contact with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you cannot, cannot, cannot be the same person you were before. God makes a paradigm shift in your life. God makes a shift in how you look at your reality, how you look at other folks, and how you look at yourself. Listen, listen, listen. I ain't talking to folks that's playing church right now. I need some real saved folks that ain't afraid to testify that when you know that God has saved you, you ain't afraid to worship God because God has done something miraculous in your life. All right? If he ain't done nothing miraculous, at least he's done something magnificent. If he ain't done nothing magnificent, at least he's done something marvelous. If he ain't done nothing marvelous, at least he's done something mighty. What is it that the Lord has done mighty? The mere fact that he woke you up this morning, I feel something pushing me. Y'all don't even know when to shout. You think an alarm clock woke you up. The devil is alive. It's a whole lot of alarm clocks that went off across this globe today. And some folks didn't get up. That you got up and that you have a reasonable portion of your health and strength is enough for you to be able to worship God and give God praise. Because when you are saved, you will come into his house, lift up holy hands, and you don't care who look at you, who talk about you, because right? you ain't here for them anyhow. You're here to bless the name of the Lord. Can, can I preach this thing the way that I feel it? Um, uh, this is what we see in the story that I presented to you today. Uh, it's the story of the wise men who came to visit Jesus um, some time after he is born. They were philosophers and astrologers. Now, let me, if I could, I want to debunk some myths. Nowhere in the text do you say it was three wise men. Ain't ain't nowhere in the text. These are philosophers and astrologers who could read the stars in the heavens and get a sense of what was happening here on earth. They came from the east of Jerusalem and showed up at a house where Joseph, Mary, and Jesus were residing. At this time in the text, Jesus is probably two years old. Uh huh. He ain't no newborn. He's running around eating crackers. All right? So, these men were not kings, but they were wise men, priests from Persia. They were both political and religious figures. And they were prominent and prestigious where they live. I'm going somewhere with this. Follow the flow of the text. Through their discernment, they saw something in the night sky that caused them to pursue coming to worship Jesus. But the statement, Dr. Redmond, that gets my attention in the text is how these Gentiles, how these pagans, how these non-Jews came to worship the Christ child. Now this is strange because these men knew that it was something special about the Christ child and it prompted them to come and worship. It was their purpose and their passion to worship. It was their design and their desire to worship. It, it was their ambition and their aspiration to worship. These outsiders, these non-Jews, these Gentiles, these pagans had more sense than the ones who had been looking for the Messiah for a long time. But, But notice what the text says, Reverend Bernie. The Gentiles came to worship when Herod, the king, heard they were coming. He got disturbed and perplexed. He called to have an audience with them. And I want you all to notice his words. He tells the wise men, go find a young child. And when you have found him, send back word to me that I may come and worship him. Now, this is interesting because Herod was not interested in worship. I'm going somewhere with this. Herod. Wanted to take the Christ child out. He wanted to kill him. And I have come to discover that there is a difference between real worship and false worship. Uh, Real worship is when you seek God. False worship is when you seek a human. Real worship is when you focus on the Christ. False worship is when you're looking at other folk. Real worship is when you're sincere. False worship is when you're fake and phony. Real worship is when you bring something. False worship is when you're always looking for something. Real worship is when you know God is the reason for your being. And you don't mind thanking God wherever you are. False worship is when you think you're the reason for the stuff that you have. Real worship is when you don't mind bringing an offering. False worship is when you're always complaining about the offering. Real worship is when you have no problem giving God praise. False worship is when you don't want to praise God and don't want nobody else to praise God. Real worship is when you don't mind telling the Lord, thank you. But false worship is when you can't even say thank you. And am I talking to anybody in the house? that's here to really worship our God. Because here's the problem with a lot of churches today. We got a whole bunch of Herods and Herodines that are in the house talking about they really want to worship but they don't want to worship. They are more interested in Thank you, God, for the revelation in coming to the church house rather than lifting up holy hands and giving God praise. Because when you understand what worship is all about, you understand it is not connected to a building, but it is connected to the person known as Jesus Christ. And here is the shout that I'm getting ready to drop on somebody right now, because what Herod and Herodine want to do is they don't want to worship, but But they want to kill the spirit that's in the house. Herod is political. Herod has religious, and Herod has financial agendas that don't coincide with the kingdom of God. And and, and, and I know I'm getting ready to get in trouble for what I'm getting ready to say. That's some politician problems. Politicians, some politicians have problems with Jesus because Jesus ain't concerned about them getting votes, uh, but Jesus is concerned about building the kingdom. Financial empires aren't crazy about Jesus because he challenges the real reason for why they want money. Not for the sake of being a blessing, but to amass their profit bottom line. Religious people People have a problem with Jesus because they can't maintain their prestige and their prominence and their power when the Holy Ghost shows up. And let me dare say that if y'all don't want to be religious, spiritual folks have a problem with Jesus because you want to say, uh, I ain't religious, but I'm spiritual. But my question is, what spirit are you talking about? Because there's some evil spirits out there that some folks are connected to. But I'm here to do a church check right now. I'm here to take a poll in the house right now at the St. Paul Baptist Church at 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28205. Do I have any real worshipers in the house this morning that ain't afraid to let somebody know I'm here to give God glory? I'm here to give God honor. I'm here to give God praise. Here it is. If you can't stand, at least blink your if you can't blink your eyes wave your hand if you can't wave your hand at least shrug your shoulder let somebody know you ain't here to play you're here to worship with a purpose I ain't even got to my I ain't even got to my moves yet my time is up <laughs> sit down my, my, my time is up But my sister, she'd have messed me up singing about Jesus. So so if she can sing about Jesus, at least I can preach about Jesus. And if I can preach about Jesus, at least y'all can praise about Jesus. And if y'all can praise about Jesus, at least all of us in here can go and live for Jesus. Boy, I'm so glad to be back home at St. Paul Baptist Church preaching to y'all. I miss y'all. Can I, can I, can I, can, can, can I finish my sermon? So, so what do we learn from these wise men about purposeful worship? I'm, I'm going to go through this quick because I know y'all ready to get out of here. Um, first of all, if we're going to worship with a purpose, seek Jesus. It's right there in the text. It's so plain. I, I know. It's, that ain't deep, but it's the word. Uh, see, here's, here's, here is what worship is all about. It's about getting connected to God through Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Ghost. Jesus, I'm getting ready to teach a little doctrine, is the mediator or the connector for us to have access to God the Father. So now, God is Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Notice how they work. The Holy Spirit role in the church is to prompt us to praise Jesus. Jesus, in turn, calls us to worship God the Father. Even though all of them are worship worthy of our worship. So, true Trinitarian worship looks like this. We're coming to the Father through the salvation of the Son by the power of the Holy Spirit. Which means we can't worship God if we deny Jesus the Son and disregard the Holy Spirit. And we can't worship God the Son if we disrespect the Father and disregard the Spirit. And we really can't worship God the Spirit. If we disrespect the father and deny the son. So I got to appreciate and I got to give adoration to father, son, and Holy Spirit because they are the ones responsible for Christ coming in the flesh. However, I seek out Jesus Christ because he's the physical manifestation of the invisible God in the flesh. That's what Emmanuel means. God is with us. So let's go deep. Can I take you out deep for a moment? God the Father was keenly aware that you and I can't come into the presence and the glory of God with all of our baggage, sin, and mess, because God will wipe us out. So what God does is a reversal of fortune, and instead of us coming to God, God came to us in the form of Jesus. That's what John meant when he said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word was made flesh. I'm about to run out of my shoes right now. The reason Jesus Christ is sought is because Jesus gives us the most perfect human picture of love, of grace, of mercy, and forgiveness. So when I see Jesus, I'm looking at God in the flesh, but I can't claim to love Jesus and not like God the Father, because there's some jacked up theology that gets us all in trouble. But the Bible is filled with wonderful opportunities for us to worship Jesus Christ. The wise men sought to worship Jesus. When the disciples saw Jesus walk on water and calm this raging sea, they worshipped him saying you are truly the son of God. When the man was possessed with demons, uh, he ran and worshipped Jesus. When you and I read the gospels and those who came to know Jesus Christ in the pardon of our sin, we worship Jesus. And I'm just trying to do a church check right now. Do I have anybody that know there is something about the man named Jesus that he does something for us we cannot do for ourselves let me let me let me let me cut across the field let me cut across the field because when I worship with a purpose I leave a holy legacy by what I give to Jesus it's right there in the text leave a holy legacy by what I give to Jesus right there in the text the wise man showed up they ain't come empty-handed. They brought something. And in their bringing of their gifts, they acknowledge who Jesus Christ is. Because of what they brought, we still talk about them today. They have a holy legacy among us as Christians. Uh, 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 they brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Those represents three aspects of Of Jesus' personhood. Go. You bring that to a king. Uh, That that addressed the heavenly majesty. Of Jesus. And that's why we call him king of kings. Lord of lords. Frankincense. Focuses on Jesus' divinity. Because the incense. Is used in the temple. To prepare the altar. For the sacrifice of God. And so if they bring frankincense, they know that one day Jesus is going to be placed on the altar of the cosmos to become the sacrifice for your sins and mine. Myrrh addressed his humanity. Because the myrrh was the spice that would be placed on his body when he died on a hill called Calvary. So if they didn't come looking for something. They, 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 they bought something. And, and I want to dare say, I'm about to wrap this thing up, that too many folks in the church come with a handout mentality. That we have developed a consumeristic mentality when it comes to church. You want a church that gets out in 90 minutes. You want a church that got everything for you. It doesn't work that way. Uh, here it is. Uh, the church is not meant to be a place of consumerism, and that's the problem in today's culture right now. The church is not Walmart. The church is not Costco. The church is not Burger King, where you can have it your way. As a matter of the church, as a matter of fact, y'all ain't gonna like what I'm. Getting- Getting ready to say, the church ain't for you anyhow. The church is for Jesus Christ and those of us that are part of the church, we're here for Jesus Christ. However, every now and then, you ought to show up with something in your hands, something in your spirit that you ought to give to God. The reason why so many of us are captive to generational curses and negative pasts and, and crazy relationships and sickness and disease is because we're always looking for God to do something for me rather than us looking to do something for the Lord. But I believe, can I preach it the way that I feel? Like I believe uh, I got a few folks that have brought something to God today. I believe I got a few of you all. And if I'm on your street, just go ahead and bless his name. They would do like the psalmist said, I will bless the Lord. And, oh, can y'all help me preach this thing? Listen, that's enough to shout about right now. I will bless the Lord at what? Don't y'all play with me. I will bless the Lord at what? That's the good times, the bad times, the silly times, the stupid times, the ignorant times, the stupid times. Anybody in here know that whatever time you're going through, you have learned how to bless the Lord. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord. And the humble shall hear of and they'll be glad. Here is a shout and I need somebody to join me in this right now. Oh, magnify. Can I get somebody to help me magnify the Lord? Magnify the Lord with me, uh, and let us exalt his name together. Is there anybody in the house that know his name is great? Uh, His name is wonderful. Uh, His name is counselor. His name is body God. His name is everlasting Father. His name is priest of peace. Uh, Anybody here knows uh, that his name is a doctor in a sick room, uh, and a lawyer in a courtroom, a friend when you're friendless, uh, a mother when you're motherless, a father when you're fatherless. Anybody know that there is power in the name of Jesus, and when you know who Jesus is, you don't mind bringing something to him because he's been better to you than you deserve. Do I have anybody in here that know, yes, I bought something to him. I bought my mess. I bought my stuff. I bring my praise. I bring my worship. I lift up holy hands and I